This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Group Text. We know that June is, what? Let's say it all together, Pride Month. I am wearing my my happy rainbow sweater in solidarity. Very excited about our guests who have just crossed the line from being newlyweds to an old married couple. Welcome on your almost first anniversary, Raven Simone and Miranda Pyramid May Day. Happy almost anniversary, guys. Yes. yes. Thank you. It's yes. fun. Exactly. That's you too. Yeah, you're actually no longer technically newlyweds. Well, yeah, I mean, in the scheme of what other people might say, but for us, we still consider ourselves newlyweds because we have not unpacked a box from our new place. We <laughs> are still doing newlywed things, so. Because, yeah, you guys got married during COVID. Yeah. How's married life? And have you guys tried to, have anyone had any homicidal thoughts yet? Go for it, babe. Married life was very interesting for both of us. We, before coming together in this union, we were both um, independent-ish type of people. And I say ish because we love to be in relationships, but we still like to have our own space. And now that we're commingling again and going through this process of compromising on an every minute basis... I think it's definitely giving us an understanding of how important it is to have someone by your side through the tough times and through the good times. That is a very diplomatic answer. Well, wait, I want to know, <laughs> did you guys have a long engagement? Like what made you really decide to pull the trigger last year? I think, gosh, I think honestly, COVID was part of it in the sense that all of a sudden, Raven had time off that she had never had before. For me, I was like, wow, priorities are really falling into place. The world feels so unsafe right now. And basically, everyone was pushed back into their home and their family systems and really kind of like bare bones in it. We were all baking bread and going crazy. Um, but I basically was just like, let's do it. I mean, I've known that Raven is my person for a very long time. So no one was getting any younger. And it was like, let's just, let's just do it. It's, it's why not? And it's been wonderful. I mean, for me, first year of marriage has been great. Ups and downs, like anything in life. But I, I marry you again tomorrow. Okay, wait, Mel, I just have one more question. I can't help it. Okay. No worries. Okay, so how long were you courting? Sabrina is very much the romantic, hence the I word courting. I just want to know the story. I love she's love stories. She she and she still makes sure that like her husband feels like oh, you know, like the romance and the whole thing. She's really good about I that. I love it. That's how I am. 
We dated almost eight years ago. Oh, and we had six, seven, six, six, 2016, 2016, we dated. Um, anyway, time doesn't work in my head. And we lived in New York together while Raven was on the view. Yeah, we dated for a long time. She lived to New York and then we split up. We went separate ways, but always stayed in contact. And then when COVID happened, cut to everything she just said about priorities and coming together and being like, you know what? If we're going to die, we might as well like do <laughs> that together right now. <laughs> okay. I love that. I All love right. that. If I'm going to die, I at least want to die with you. I'm going to remember that next time I'm in a relationship. <laughs> exactly. It's like, if it's going to happen, let's do it together. Yeah. So, Okay. There is a lot to discuss and I have been struggling with, do I do it chronologically forward or chronologically backwards? So to be honest, I flipped a coin and we're going to go forward. So (laughs) there is so much. I mean, I, I, right. Sabrina, I know you wanted to know Raven, you have not stopped working. Right. Since like the age of three. I mean, I mean, wow. From, baby model, right, to Cosby Show, to Hanging with Mr. Cooper, to the Cheetah Girls, to The View, to, I mean, I've got it all written down, and I can't even, and now Raven's home. Right. There had to be a point where you wanted to say, okay, stop. It was at 14, it was at 23, and it was at... COVID. <laughs> well, COVID, um, you didn't have a choice. Well, well, I did have a choice because I felt like, well, my taxes proved that I worked more during COVID than I did in any other year of my life. <laughs> By the way, me too. Right. Me too. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm sorry. I thought it was in my house. But uh, yeah, I have been working my entire life. I'm 35 years old right now. And it has definitely been a journey. Yes, ups and downs. But, you know, Throughout that, I've learned a lot of lessons. I've learned a lot of techniques and talents that I am now because of my wife and because of COVID and because of having that time away from work, I'm able to really narrow down to what I want to do as an adult. An adult. That's the thing. You really somehow beautifully navigated many transitions where many of your peers did not. What kept you so grounded? Was it your family? Were you just like intrinsically an old soul? What was it that kept you from imploding? All of the above. One of the lessons that I learned from my family is that every choice you make goes into the book of your life. And if you want somebody to read the book of your life, you don't want to be embarrassed in any kind of way. There's been many role models of what not to do. And my parents always told me how important it is to be a role model of what to do. Also, I don't like Hollywood. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's fair. And as I'm growing up, I'm more and more like, you just want to talk to me for this reason or that reason. Like, I just <laughs> I just had a whole thing to say. She's losing weight. I'm like, you guys, the talent hasn't changed. I've always been the same funny. Now I'm just up and down. It's, it's always just grabbing at you, sucking your energy life force out of you. And so with that underneath, I continue to do my job like a nine to five. I love to make people laugh. And that's about it. Is that right? I shouldn't have said that. No, <laughs> not at all. By the way, that's a very adult perspective. Absolutely. I mean, but when you were a teen and things like, 
were your parents very hands-on? Were they strict? Do you have a brother? Did they make sure that you still had chores at home? I mean, I have a few friends speaking, I mean, and one who I adore, Alyssa Milano. And her parents were like, this is your job, but you're not special. You come home, you do your chores, you do your homework. You still have expectations treating her exactly the same as the other kids. And that's really, and she'll talk about that's what kept her on the straight and narrow was the same expectations just because you don't go to school every day doesn't make you, you don't get away with anything that your siblings don't get away with. Most definitely. Um, all of that on top of I'm black. So I grew up in a black family and they don't, they don't care at all. <laughs> Those two know, no, like no lying, <laughs> no cheating, you better get A's. Like it's not, it's not a, it wasn't, you know, the glitz and glamour that those might see children growing up today on TikTok or things of that nature. It is very family forward. Yes, I did have a brother. Yes, it was the mentality of a family type of business. But, you know, at the same time as a teenager, I was like, then why am I doing this and not getting all the perks? But my perks came in the, in the thing of, you know, I've always had money in my pocket. They've never stolen from me. I've never been audited. Cha-ching. And, you know, you look at the good parts of it and you just kind of throw away the other parts of never getting invited to school, missing lots of school functions and, you know, not having certain things. But I also went to public school. So, yeah, there's a lot of back and forth that I talk about in therapy. (laughs) Therapy. Yes, we don't we have our laundry list for therapy. Yes. Now, you, Raven, you mentioned the closeness with your family and, you know, Miranda would love to hear about your upbringing too. But what I really want to know, how was it for each of you coming out? Um, well, I've grown up in Los Angeles and went to private high school in LA. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? So did I. Where'd you go? I went to Campbell Hall. You went, Okay, I went to Marlboro and then but finished at Buckley. Oh my gosh, hilarious. So I grew up in Hancock Park. So Marlboro was like, you know, right there. Rossmore and Third. Exactly. The big, um, the big purple prison. It, yes, exactly. Um, and Campbell Hall was known as Campbell Hell. So you were in purple prison and I was in Campbell Hell. <laughs> but um, my coming out was actually done for me, meaning my mother came out to me about myself. <laughs> I had started dating um, a lady and had not said anything to my parents or anything like uh, anything about it. And my mom made some reference to me about a friend of ours who was gay and saying something like, well, that's who I have to talk to about you and -and so-and-so. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh, Miranda, come on. I'm not dumb. Like I wasn't born yesterday. You don't just have sleepovers with your best friend like that. And I was like, what? And that was really it. That was it. I was very lucky to be in a very open family and have friends who were super receptive. And and that was it. Moms have instincts and you just wait. You too, when you start having kids, you'll, you know, you'll get that little spidey sense. Just wait. Your turn's coming. Okay, so Miss Raven, your turn. Let's hear your story. My story is a little bit more tumultuous than hers. Yes, it's a better story. No, no. Well, first of all, first of all, before we get, when did you know that 
you were, I, both of you, that you were not necessarily sexually traditional. Because I, I know you don't like labels, so I'm not sure what to say, because I don't want to say gay. But I think I just came up with a good one, which was sexually, sexually non-traditional. Man, I need to, I, by the way, I need, Sabrina, quickly register that. I need, I, I need you to write that down. I'm so proud of you, Melissa. Thank you. Sometimes the brain works. Uh, well, for me, it was interesting because, um, I'm sorry, I love your sexually traditional sentence. I just want to go back a little bit and say the, this world that we are in has been every, historically forever. So if you could say cis, cis, sexually cisgenderish or something like that, that would help me a lot more. I want you, I want, I want you to tell us exactly, exactly what you what want we us to say, say, because, because here's the thing, Raven, educate us. We want not just educating us, but educating our listeners because people have perceptions and they project whatever they want on you. And just because I tell you to call me she or her, you may decide otherwise, and it's not up to you. So it's very important for people to understand and get out of their little finite thinking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's such a small little change. It's like this. It's however we realized it, our brain said, you like the same sex. You like this gender. That's the only thing, you know? So for me, traditionally, truly only goes with what the man perception the perception society says is traditional because ultimately right. from the beginning of time even in french culture there were flamboyant men that were sitting there for the king ready at any back and call and Hi, let's go that. back to the let's go back to the roman empire i mean yeah. let's go back to the roman empire so there's no such thing as sexually traditional honestly it's just what the no it's, it's the perceived norm. It's the perceived Steve. Christianity view of what humans are supposed to look like. I think you just cost me a lot of money that I cannot trademark sexually non-traditional. <laughs> sorry. I'm you so sorry. ruined no, my day. Was, you will be getting a call from my business no, manager. <laughs> I love teachable <laughs> moments. I do. I mean, when you know better, you do better, in my opinion. Truly. Yeah, so, so it's important. Know, we would love to say the story of the moment our brain said, hmm. Yes, that's, that's what we want to hear. When your brain went, hmm, brain, sup. Okay, so when I, when I look back now, I had fascinations when I was younger with women, but not in a sexual way. I remember having a teacher that I thought was so beautiful and I wanted to more be like her than be with her. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily think that that was a precursor into becoming a lesbian, but maybe it was. However, I went through my, the rest of my life thinking I just wanted to be with boys. I had crushes on boys at my high school boyfriend. Um, and then around the age of 19, I met this woman and I say woman because she, she was a woman. She was older than me. I was 19 and she was 31. And Oh my, that is yeah. quite the age difference. Neither of us had ever been with a woman before. And it was just like, we had this chemistry and the way that I think about 
my personal attractive, like who I am attracted to and sexuality is if I like you, I like you. I've never thought more into it. And I know a lot of people do and struggle. So I feel fortunate that trust me, I have a ton of struggles, but that was never one of them. I was just like, if I like you, I like you, let's go. And I was again, fortunate to have a family that was receptive. My dad was kind of like, oh, okay, well you have that phase. And that wasn't, it's a very long lasting phase. There's true no label over here, you know, love is yeah. love and just do what you need to do and not really putting such a helmet on top of your head. It's like, I have to do this, which I love, which is kind of opposite of my life. <laughs> so what about you, Raven? When did, when did you start to think I like women? I started to think that I like women when I was around the age of seven. Wow. And, you know, earlier in interviews, uh, I would say at 11, 12. And then I remember the moment around that age where my mom would say, oh, he's cute. He's cute. And I thought to myself, should I be thinking that? Should I be thinking that? And it kind of turned off that other thought process. And I dated Ben for a while. And it was just, I was never happy on the inside. And my coming out was in a tweet with one of my exes and it just went uphill from there. <laughs> Did you tell your parents first? So your parents found out via social media. Um, how do I say this without getting yelled at later? They knew. They had, listen, I didn't, well, I did kind of hide it. And then there's, it was like an unspoken thing. It was obvious, yeah. but it wasn't confirmed. And then you confirmed it. And, well, yeah. And well, with my ex that I came out with, that was known. That right. was known. Right, right, right. But it's also a thing of denial <laughs> on certain parents' uh, parts. Well, because I had a friend, well, a couple that I'm friends with, that had left the Hollywood Bowl after a lovely concert, and their phones blew up. And apparently their son decided to come out on Facebook. Oh and they called him and said, you know, we've always known we just really would have appreciated that you talked to us before you posted it. That's a and problem, though. It's a, it's a little bit of a journey, right? So, yes, as children to our parents, we're supposed to tell you we're supposed to feel comfortable. But that is such a... It's, it's a, a common story. Thing. No, it's a personal. It's so personal. It's personal. It's personal. I'm sorry. And most of the times your friends know about it before your family, because families tend to put a cage on top of who you should be, who they want you to be, the expectations. And when you have thought processes that are not traditional, then you become self-ostracized. Like even I know I felt like the black sheep in the family because I didn't tell them. And I knew that if I did, their upbringing would judge me when in actuality, they're going to love me for who I am. So I understand why people go outside of the family dynamic to tell something so personal, because most of the time you have less judgment from people outside of your family than you do from people inside your family. Absolutely. I just watched one of your Instagram videos that was hilarious. By the way, I appreciate the jawline because I'm <laughs> obsessed with mine because it drives me crazy. I'm always like, uh, uh, uh. there's like offline. I can tell you lots of ways to perhaps sharpen it a touch more. 
you are on this major fitness journey. Now, you're going to now is this going to be part of your new YouTube channel 8 p.m.? Why is it called 8 p.m.? Please tell us. You want to do it, babes? You say it so much better than I do. Well, I'll, I'll give you this part of it. So the PM is Pyramid May Day. And I think I can actually answer it. I know so you can. The eight, Raven really likes numerology. And when we were deciding when to get married, there's sequences of numbers in numerology where you can add like three numbers up and they'll equal a number. And eight is a very, very lucky number. So we to find our wedding date, started adding different numbers within the month of June, saw where we landed on an eight, picked that day to get married. And then honestly, we didn't talk about naming our YouTube channel. One day Raven was just like, oh, cause we had been talking about wanting to start a channel. And she was like, okay, I just secured a name for our YouTube channel. And I was like, I'm sorry. Okay. We didn't have any discussion. It, she just named it 8 PM. And there you have it. And people are confused by it and can't find it. I, my new thing, though, and I say 8 p.m. is the true happy hour. Let me just explain something. <laughs> I don't like happy hour at 5 p.m. Oh, you like I like it at 8 p.m. This is a whole new answer. I've never heard okay. of this. It's new happy hour. Okay. Okay. I like I, that. I like that. Well, who proposed? That was one of the things we wanted to know, too. You did? Tell us. Can you we share with us the proposal? Um, I would love to share the proposal. It's my favorite part. Okay, first, <laughs> you hear the sarcasm, can't you? First, I was, we were laying in bed and I have um, moments where my brain speaks very loudly to me, just about random things. She understands. Yeah, but Sabrina lets them out. Oh, yeah. It said, marry her. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, calm down. So I went on my phone and I went to David Yerman. And I bought a really, really cute ring. <laughs> so proud of myself. Hid it in my pocket for like a week. Drove to, I don't know if you guys know of a street in Malibu called Poima Road. It's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Poima Road. I was like, you know what? This is going to be it. I have the ring. It's ready. Let's drive up to the top of Poima Road so that we can see this beautiful, this, is it called a vista overlooking yeah. the yes. ocean? And it's foggy that day. It literally looks like no winter's coming. If you put your hand out in front of you, it was gone. You didn't see this. But I'm not changing the day because I can't. So I stand there and I'm like, I love you. I say my whole speech. That's our journey, not yours. And I go, I'm not getting on a knee though because these are Balenciaga and that's not happening. (laughs) And then I give her the ring and she goes, oh my God, I love that we kiss, we hug. And I go, give me a second. And I run across four lanes of traffic or two lanes of traffic because I never thought in my life that I would actually experience a human moment. I always had this thought process of my life will always be filmed. I'll always be, you know, a caricature for the society. I'll always be in Hollywood. No one will ever really want to be with me because of my lifestyle. And she said, yes. And then I ran back two lanes of traffic and I survived and then we got married. And then here's the favorite part, right? Here's my best part, right? <laughs> so weeks later, she's like wearing this ring. She's like, oh my God, babes, we're going ring shopping. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, this is like, this is like, um, which <laughs> It just, um, it's not the caliber of ring she wanted. It, yeah, I just, <laughs> I would like a little bit of a conversation about like, hey, so what's your style? Like, what kind of ring do you like, Miranda? So that for you. Uh, so that brought us to up 
literally until two weeks ago where she just got her engagement ring. Oh, but by the way, oh, it's gorgeous. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, but the other one was from the heart. This one had a lot of paperwork. Yeah, but Raven, the fact that you would not get down on one knee because you were wearing Balenciaga pants kind of takes a lot of the air out of your argument. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sorry. Got to call you on that. Listen, I'm a girl too, okay? I'm a girl too. Yeah, but that's why you can't complain about that wasn't necessarily the ring you wanted. Right. You know? That's right. I was going to get on one knee, but I was in Balenciaga, and it just didn't seem... It didn't work. I just couldn't. Yeah, exactly. June is LGBTQ plus Pride Month. How different is it celebrating this year as a married couple? I've never thought about it yet. I haven't thought about it either. What's it gonna be? I mean, the difference is, I gotta ask you if we're going somewhere. Like a legit, like, can we go? I'm more in the vein of thinking we're we're one, and we are. We have a. This is a time to celebrate and reflect, and also think about the fact that we couldn't always get married. Right. Like this is still a new right that we have. So I think it's, you know, a beautiful moment to reflect and be grateful and have gratitude for the life that we have. And for you, honey. And for me. Oh, I have gratitude for you too. So I think it'll be fun. I mean, um, we were together last year and Raven hosted Pride from one of the bedrooms in the house and over Zoom. Um, and I That's think it's cool. A, I don't know if it's the same situation this year. I don't know. Is there going to be a like physical parade or? I don't know, but I definitely know that the pancakes she served me that day will not. Oh, okay. That wasn't that day. That was that day. <laughs> okay. What about, what about anniversary and plans? They are clearly officially married because yes. they're complaining about pancakes. Yes. But I want to know about the anniversary plans. Anything yeah. special? Any? Hmm. Yes. yes. So. Not pancakes. In true Raven form. This is my present. Oh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. In true me form. And not bring Balenciaga. But. Okay. <laughs> but. If you check out our YouTube channel, 8 p.m., there is a video we just posted called, uh, what did you name it? It's called, like, Big One-Year Anniversary Surprise Reveal. And I, on camera, told her that after one year of marriage, I'm getting her a brain scan. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So... My one-year anniversary present is to <laughs> go to the Almond Clinic. If you know who Dr. Daniel Almond is, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but he's clinics all over Los Angeles. And I got to go there and have my brain scanned. And I was like, that is fantastic. Because the subtext of the context of that gift is basically, after being married to for one year, Miranda, you are so insane and your anxiety is so intense and you're driving me so crazy. We're going to figure out what the hell's going on in your head. So I'm let's so, go. I'm so glad you clarified that. Cause I was thinking if my husband would have said that, I'd have been like, nah, you first mother sucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. She's getting one too. She's getting one too. I got you another person too though, babes. I got you another question, Miranda. You're amazing, Raven. You're just like me. You can't help but go for the joke. 
<laughs> I love it. I mean, it's about laughter in a marriage, right? She'll oh my talk God. romantic stuff and I'll keep her laughing, hopefully, when she's not at But you know what? You guys are absolutely right about the laughter, though. It is in your darkest moment. And Melissa and I, we share this. I mean, our humor is so off the charts. We feel like sometimes we might offend people. But I get it. It's the laughter. You got to laugh. You got to yeah. laugh. Totally. Yeah, totally. we, had a, we had a situation yesterday where Sabrina said, I'm just trying to be sensitive to your feelings. I'm like, that's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that just took me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how to respond. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're documenting our whole year anniversary present. So everybody will be able to see it. So everyone should go to 8 p.m. They should also follow you guys on all of our social, all the social media platforms. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy Pride Month. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.